Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Here we go, lights out. Welcome to Repco Race Control on a Thursday evening around New Zealand, wherever you are. If you're listening to this in Australia on SEN app, good evening to you. It's a big old show tonight because we've got people in the studio. Yeah, father and son, Greg Murphy, Ronan Murphy. Hello, lads. How are you? Good afternoon. No, good evening. Good evening. Where have you been? It's the after evening now. Oh, you're going to say, okay, it's 7 o'clock in New Zealand. Five, nice evening, mate. It's not good. Forget the afternoon. <laughs> G'day, power. Stephen. Uh, good. Hello, Ronan. So nice to have you in the studio. How are you, buddy? It's great to be here. Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. <laughs> mate, you're talking like you've got the, 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 the Interview 101 book out and just being so polite. Mate, you don't have to be polite with Dad in the house as well, okay? Get off your phone, mate. Get off your damn phone. Concentrate, all right? Hey, Murph, uh, a big old night tonight because we're going to talk to... Uh, Richie, in a moment, you're going back to Bathurst. That's the. It has been. Uh, I hate you. I know you hate talking about it, but it has been a big story this week. Uh, yeah. Listen, and it's uh, again humbling, like it was a little bit last year, right? Uh, that uh, the amount of people that have reacted to this whole idea. It's it's just that it's been. You know, we've been talking about it now for a long time, and it feels a little bit like Groundhog Day. I mean, mm-hmm. it's about yeah, this yeah. time last year that we actually did the official launch. Uh, for uh, 2021. So now we're doing it again. Um, so I think I, and we'll talk to Richie in a moment, just see what he's obviously feeling, but I just need to get over there and get in the car and actually experience reality about it rather than just talking about it. There was a story this week that were actually there was discussion about running you in both so- solo races, You're like wild cards. Yeah. Do, how real was that? No, it was. It was absolutely real. Um, talking about uh, giving us a race meeting um, each, each, uh, and did that get you going multiple? a bit? Did that get it you sort going of a bit? did. Well, more in respect of just actually going through the the motions of an event, you know, before we got to Bathurst, because there's there's obviously no other enduros at the moment. There hasn't been, you know, there hasn't been a, a, a precursor to Bathurst now for a few years, obviously with COVID destroying all that stuff. So, you know, you go straight into one event, and and that's a little unusual compared to what we used to do years ago when there was actually, you know, the Sandown precursor or or Queensland Raceway, then it was Bathurst, and then we also then had um, the Gold Coast as well. Uh, so it was a three-round in- per-tick enduro, um, you know, sort of trophy. And that's that we haven't had that for a while, and it's disappointing, to be honest, really disappointing. So um, it would be nice to be able to get a, a bit of um, you, racing in before you actually get to Bathurst. You've got June 7, first test? You've got uh, yep, a potentially, yep. potentially or guaranteed three tests before you get going? Well, we're guaranteed as long as nothing goes wrong and, okay. and everything, you know, uh, plays plays the way it should. Before we get to Richie, because Richie's waiting on the line, Ronan, what do you remember about your dad at Bathurst growing up? Do you, do you have memories of dad at Bathurst and, you know, Mr. Four Time? 
no, I to be honest, back then I would have been yeah probably not far out of nappies, so it's pretty mm-hmm. pretty hard to remember wow, back that, that far. Ago. But that, um, that long ago. Yeah, yeah. It well, was, no, he's only got bad memories of me at Bathurst. Yeah, I was mm. there when he put it on the wall um, in 2013, but that's 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 about my fondest memory. <laughs> Fond, <laughs> oh, not, not fondest fond, fondest not, memory. Wow. Not okay, fondest. Not but, a good start, um, Ryan. But, but look, when, <laughs> when people talk to you about your father, right, let's, yep. let's just cut to the chase. Yeah. And they, you know, and you know your dad's. I mean, there are so many, 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 many people that love what your father did at Bathurst. Does that resonate with you at all? Um, yeah, for sure. You know, I think um, being having now done a little bit of racing myself yeah. and um, and sort of getting a better understanding of what it takes to be successful or to achieve in the sport, I think then to sort of see what he achieves, I guess, or achieved, I guess that sort of puts it into perspective a bit of what, you know, this everything that's required to, to be able to achieve at that level and to succeed um, because it's one thing to sort of, um, be competing, but to be able to succeed at that level, at that high level, takes you know an incredible amount of work and sacrifice and strength and and um, and talent. So um, I think it certainly puts it into into perspective yeah. for me. And I go, wow, you know, that's you know not just dad, but you know all the other guys that have done incredible things over the years. You just have respect for them. So the obvious question people want to know straight up: Do when you hop on a race car, do you feel the pressure of being son of? And, and be honest with us. Um, no, not really. To be honest, I think, um, you know, at the end of the day, I'm me. It's like I'll do the best I can with what I have and what I know and, and where I end up is where I end up. You know, it's it's not not um, not worth putting extra pressure on for the sake of, nice. you know, other people's opinions. I think at the end of the day, everyone's got an opinion and, and that's that's absolutely fine. You know, I'm just out there to do it for myself and and um and the people who who back me and support me and have and put faith in me and I'm just there to repay the faith for them. Good man. So it's important to be selfish for all the right reasons. Seven oh six Repco Race Control. Repco celebrating one hundred years. Uh, we're giving our Repco beer pong to no, You play beer pong. You're a student. Yes, you play beer pong, right? What do you like at beer pong, Ronan? Oh, I, I wouldn't know what that is. Oh, you are you are so lying. <laughs> uh, who's providing the car for Murph and Richie Stanaway? Is the question. Who's providing Which the car? Team? For Murph and Richie Stanaway's wild card entry into Bathurst. Well, sorry, what do you mean? You mean the sponsor or the team? No, the team. Okay. Oh, okay. Which team well, is... Which team be is accurate, pro- Stephen. Well, Sanjay put the question up. Don't blame me. Sanjay's question. Which team is providing the car for Murph and Richie Stanaway's wild card entry into Bathurst? It starts... Don't shake your head, you two. You don't gang up with me this early. starts with an E. Can we get to Richie Stanaway? Oh, so you're now taking control of this? Oh. Okay, fine. Hey, Richie, how are you, mate? Hey guys, how's it going? Well, I don't know, to be fair, because I've got both both uh, <laughs> Murphys in here and they're starting to take control. Mate, welcome back to the race track, one might say. What have you been doing with yourself since the last announcement? Uh, I've been uh, just pretty busy work-wise. Um, yeah, it's just what I uh, sort of set my new path as when I stopped racing back in, in 2019, so... I've uh, been quite enjoying learning the business world. Um, yeah, in some ways it's very similar to racing, but obviously in other ways it's very different. But um, yeah, aside from that, I've also been uh, just pressing on with, with training and a bit of sim work to to maintain a bit of muscle memory while we sorted out this deal again. Just to you know, because we sort of we we're pretty certain we were just going to um, copy and paste everything from last year, and and, and obviously get the deal done but obviously you don't know until it's uh 
confirmed. So, um, yeah, just been pressing on. Mate, uh, we caught up the other day um, with the announcement um, going over to when oh we had the live crossover to Perth. Um, mate, you're looking uh, very, very trim and slim and Cut. fit. Uh, so, I mean, there's there's clearly that motivation. And you know, if we go back 12 months, you and I both, uh, when it was thrown at us that uh, the idea by Peter Adderton to go to Bathurst, we we're both like, you've got to be joking, that's not happening. Um, and then we came round and and got all ourselves sorted. But you know, you it's been a little while since you've been in a race car. Um, but looking at you and looking how fit you're looking, clearly you've got this uh, the eyes of the tiger on, and and you you can't wait to get back in a car and just have a go and and without that pressure. I, that's the way it, you seem to me at the moment. Yeah, well, I mean, the the two times I did Bathurst as a main driver, um, I haven't been in contention, but I've got a feel for how physical it can be. Um, yeah, the first time in twenty. 2018 we had a mechanical issue and we were a couple laps down um and then in 2019 we didn't have any speed but um even though we weren't in contention i could feel how physical it was so um having the opportunity to go back i wanted to make sure that if we are in contention and we do have speed that i'm not um giving anything up physically so that's why when this opportunity came about um, and driving with Erebus, I sort of knew, like, you know, they've won the race recently and I've always got good speed there. So if I'm in at the end, I, I need to be fit. And, um, you know, it's tough when you are racing full-time, you know, every two or three weeks. Um, but then when you haven't raced in three years, it's going to be even tougher, you know, without that race fitness, probably the heart rate will be 20 beats higher just from that, you know. So, um just wanted to make sure I was I was there uh, physically, so I've been working pretty hard on that. And it, it was no secret that I, I wasn't in the best shape of my life um, the last two years that, that I raced full time. So I um, wanted to make sure that if I go back in a fast car, that it, that it's uh, a bit different. So. What Richie, what's changed? What's changed about Richie Stanaway? Right, you talk about your fact that you you weren't in good nick, but there must have been a a mind shift to say, you know what, I'll give this a gut nudge, but if I'm going to do do it, I'm going to do it right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, those two years I did full-time were, were pretty tough um, just mentally. And, uh, you know, by the, you know, Bathurst is obviously near the end of the season. And both years I pretty much thought that I wasn't going to race anymore at the end of that year. Um, so it was quite a surprise for me to even be back in, in 2019. So I've never never felt like I had a, a real proper crack there. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to make sure that if I go back this time that we do it properly. And, you know, obviously I've got to be fit for that. So, um, yeah, I've just been putting in putting in the time. And um, not just fitness, but a big thing for me is, is having my simulator because I was I spent a lot of time on, on my simulator when I was racing in Europe. But... Um, the, the, when I was in Oz, it was kind of difficult because, um, yeah, I wasn't settled down enough really to, to build one up, and I feel like that kind of was a bit of a, a disadvantage, not being able to spend as much time on, on the sim as what I had done in my younger years. So, um, yeah, I think that's a big part of it for me as well. 
But you, you know, it, it was a, it was a real challenge. I mean, we've talked, you and I have talked about, uh, you know, going in depth a little bit more on your story, which, um, you know, maybe we we do need to resurrect that idea and, and do that because it the it, your story is is quite a intriguing, very interesting, a real uh, experience that I think a lot of people can learn from, just of the challenges and the. You know the the things that you went through when you were living in Europe and trying to make it to the top echelon of the sport, and and you know uh, people forget very quickly the, some of the things that you've actually achieved and done in a short period of time, and then the supercar thing really did uh, fall apart. You, it, your timing was 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 out. Um, you didn't end up being in the right team at the right time with the right support. And, and, you know, you left the sport behind. You had had enough. I mean, you really, you, you stepped away. You forgot about it. You even left your, your helmet, your hands device, all your gear. You left it in Australia at Gary Rogers when you left the place because you were done. You were completely done. Um, just, you know, just tell us how, how, how tough that was and how hard it was. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty difficult, you know. Um, yeah, it's taken a, a long time to, I guess, process everything mentally um yeah i mean just what happened in europe and then coming back to oz and all falling apart it was yeah i've definitely um yeah had easier moments in my life that's for sure but i kind of feel like now now i've just only just managed to sort of process it all but um yeah it's been it's been tough but i think um i've come out the other side of it now yeah, obviously you've been dealing with stuff, right? And we get that. So when you look at the opportunity that's popped up again, do you think if things go, let's just say, okay, you boys top ten, let's just throw that one out there, right? And you and you feel great in the car and you start falling back in love with it. Do you want to think, do you want to consider a door opens again for you or do you not want to be part of that circus? Um. Yeah, I think a lot of it just depends on on how this um, this whole thing goes. Um, yeah, I'll get a pretty good feel for it. Um, you know, if, if I'm a second off the pace at the end of the race and struggling, then you know, probably not. Yeah. But um, if I'm feeling confident in, in the car and if, if I don't know if, if everything's sort of clicking and, and I enjoy it, then um, yeah, why not? But um, we'll just have to wait and see. Do you think? Do you feel, Richie, that you've still got something to prove? Not to anyone else, but just to yourself. That I mean, we know you can pedal. We know you're a great pedaler. But is there a part of you saying, you know what? I just need to prove to myself that I can compete if I've got the right kit around me. Um, yeah, it's a it's a tough question, you know, because um, yeah, I mean, the level is so high in that category, and I guess. Um, you know, when you're doing junior categories, you you just desperately want to get into one of those top tier championships, like uh, you know, supercars or F1 or whatever, just to try and benchmark yourself. Mm. And um, part of me does wonder if I, I had that opportunity and just didn't quite have that last bit. You know, I mean, you, you, everyone gets to that level by being successful in the past and then all of a sudden you you know you've got to beat the best of the best and not not everyone can be the best you know like i I look at people like shane and you know Chaz and obviously mclaughlin um and when he won his three championships and you do wonder like you know maybe 
maybe I just don't don't have it. But you know, who knows really? Uh, you know, unless you've, I guess, had it maybe slightly a better run with a different team or, or whatnot. But um, yeah, I mean, there is still a bit of a question mark there. Like, can, could I maybe? Could I do it? You know, if, if I attacked it from a slightly different angle with a with a different group of people around me, because I definitely, yeah, didn't feel like I had the right people around me when it, when I had my my two seasons. So, yeah, who knows? I, I honestly I don't know know the answer to that question myself. So maybe it would be good to to have another crack and um and just find out for sure. Yeah, and, and it, listen, awesome answers. Um, really. Uh, interesting insights, mate. And that this is, and that's that's just true. Um, you know, and it's interesting what you've just said there. And, and again, I I reflect straight back to um, 2017 when you taught everyone a lesson in the wet at Sandown. The you know when you turned up there and drove with Cam Waters, and mate, you know that's that you put yourself on the map in Australia because of that, right? That's 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 just fact. It happened. You won that race. Um, and so th- th- those are the things that are standouts that you know. I think you can focus on and should focus on and remember what the you know what you've done and what you've already done and and why people wanted to see you in supercars. So you know you, you, you're obviously humble. You, you know you you're actually hard on yourself. Um, you, you're hard to you, you want to judge everything uh, from from seeing it through your perspective. But I can tell you, other people are, are judging you through and have judged you through seeing what they've seen you do on the racetrack and, and that's why we're we are going back to Bathurst, mate, to um yep. to have a crack and, and see what's possible. So um awesome to get that insight tonight. Yep, looking forward to it. All right, Rashid, as always, thanks for spending your sharing your time. Get back on the bike, mate, because I think Murph's uh, needs to get back on the bike as well. Well they gotta say Murph looks pretty trim. Have you noticed he's lost a bit of weight? Is looking pretty fit to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what a teammate should say. Thanks, That's Richie. Exactly. Appreciate it, mate. Have a good one, mate. Talk soon. All right. Richie Sanaway, Greg Murthy, back to Bathurst. That's right, back to Bathurst in 2022. It's good, though, uh, eh? Good chat. Uh, there's a, an enormous vulnerability there. There's an enormous... I can sense there is... I know this is cliché. I mean, you know how we love clichés, right, on Sky Speed, mm. but you sense there is... Unfinished business. Oh, without and, doubt. And, but there is a, you feel like you, I know this sounds weird. Well, no, maybe it's not weird. You want to give them a hug and say, you know what, you can pedal. Just go, just do what you do. Like you mentioned Sandown, right? This will just come. This will, uh, this will just come. Like, like where he is now compared to where he was at the end of 2019, there's, there's two separate blokes. I mean, like, we, they, we know he's been through yeah, yeah, but the he's, ringer, right? But he's, in, he's in a great space. He's a great space. Even, and, even what he did the um, that same year when uh, Tickford put him in the Super 2 car, he went out there and schooled De Pasquale and guys that are at the top of the sport now, you know, and, and he'd never even seen the track before the, when he turned up there, and that was just as impressive, I think, as what he did at Sandown, and people just seem to forget that stuff really quickly. Yeah, they, absolutely they do. Um, and, and you get judged on your last performance. You're right. You know, that, that is, that's right. And that's why Pete Adderton wants to do this, because he knows he hasn't seen the best of him, and he... 
And he uh, definitely feels like he let him down in 2019 at Gary Rogers. You know, he, he feels like he let him down. And, and so this is awesome. And, and the fact that he's in such a great sort of oh, space. and He, and look, he's, he looks in good, Nick. Uh, and he's concentrating on, on doing all the things to be as best prepared out of the car. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be such a great story to follow. So, okay, so the flip side of this, are you feeling a responsibility to st- keep pace? Pre- oh, hang on. Protect him? No, uh, no. Or where, where do you see No, say, there's no, no, no need well, for you know, But you know where it's I'm coming support, from. Protect- I just need to try and support, do do my job as best I can. And, and, and that's just going to be, um, you know, to be able to give him the chance to showcase his ability. You know, it's there's two very different um, – Two very, it's, it's like it's a little bit like Feeney and, and it is like Feeney and, and Ingle last year. No, you're you know, quicker than Ingle. No, no, that's not that's not Way that's not the point. Ingle. It's it's like these Feeney is is Richie. You yeah. know, um, there was preparation. There was an <laughs> opportunity to showcase ability and skill, and and that's a little bit what that is. And I'm just there to try and. Um, um, You'd be a part of the glue, right, mate, to bring mate, us together. No, see, don't you, over, don't no, overdo yeah, okay, it. Okay, don't no, overdo no, I won't it. overdo it, but I know you're incredibly competitive. I and, am, but that doesn't mean I'm going to be competitive, and that's the challenge. Why not? Well, <laughs> I mean, okay, I know, I know what you're don't saying. Go into that. I understand what you're saying, but yeah. I, I'm, you know, he, your dad's competitive, right? Yeah, but I haven't and, driven and a like... supercar since 2014 in a competitive site, and they've changed a lot. And and they okay. are one of the most difficult race cars to master. And you've got to be a Richie Stanaway to be able to do that these days. And I'm not that. I'm I'm twice as aged, nearly. So you, you things change. Things you, change. You don't look at me. Yeah. It's okay. yeah. The one so thing he's got going from is he is doing a bit of car racing at the moment and driving GT cars aren't probably the worst thing in the world because speed wise they're pretty close. But um hey, yeah. boys in your corner. There you go. That's thanks, Ronan. Seven twenty one on Repco Race Control. Uh who's providing the car for Murphy and, and Stanaway? Okay, which you know, which team, team which team providing the car? Sanjay, He'll get next, it out eventually, Sanjay. Sanjay. Can you just, next time, can you write this properly? No, I'm being a dick. Uh, yep. So which team is pro- providing the car for Murphy Stanaway for bringing back the Bathurst, the wildcard entry, 0800 150 You know we're not going to take your text. Chorfy, I've seen you try to ring, you know Chorfy. Chorfy. He's already said, you know what his first text was? I'm back tonight. 0800-150-0811. Go on the drill to win that uh, beer pong table. In a minute, we talk about the family. The familiar, the familiar here on race control. It is 7.26. Well, <laughs> you know what? I know it's yeah, good gap because I, I thought I was coming out to some music, but there you go. Uh, well, you said, don't raise your eyebrows at me, Sanjay. You said we're going to come out with some music and then we're going to talk to Chorfy. Let's just talk to Chorfy. Hey, Chorf. Hey, mate. How you doing? Okay, you still pissed at us from last week? No, a week no, before. No. You're not? No, it's all good. Okay, because no, I was. Cause, no, all good. Because Murph mate, was trying to make me feel guilty about it, so I don't want you to feel bad about it, all right? No, it's all good, mate. No, no, no. no honestly, all good. I love the show. It's really good. Well, okay, and and because you said we love yeah. you too, but can you tell? Yeah, it needs to be like a lot of a lot more people need to get on board with it and and get some motor racing people into it. I reckon it'll be like awesome. Well, we we'd like to think it's awesome, but we know it's it's an awesome project in 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 work. Hey, mate, uh, which team is supplying the cars for the car for Murph and Richie Stanaway? Yeah, Erebus, yeah. Yeah, you're on the money. Uh, Chorf, we never figured this out. Where are you calling from? 
Auckland. Oh, okay. Which part North of Auckland? North Shore, Glenfield. Oh, that's right. We said that was that, that was the bad thing about the call, right? Because you're calling from the North Shore. <laughs> that's okay. That's all right. <laughs> hey, hey, look, don't worry. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna embarrass you or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got a question for Murph sure, or even Ronan? Because Ronan's in the house tonight. Yeah, I've, I've actually got a couple of questions for them, actually. Um, Go for it. The first one is for Murph. Um, why are you being such a dick? You can drive those things as hard as anybody else can. Thank you, thank you. Why are you saying that, oh, no, I can't, I can't. Like, oh, my oh. goodness. Someone else called him a dick, I love it. Have you watched Shane Van Gisberg and drive a supercar? Uh, yeah. Yeah, right. Do you think he's good? Um, yeah, I think he is good. He is good, isn't he? Yeah, He's so is, is he wiping the floor with everybody else in supercars right now? Uh, yeah, well, he pretty much is. Yeah, yeah, Only because right. Scott McLaughlin's running IndyCar, though. Yeah, right. Well, okay, so he's wiping the floor with all those other blokes that are in that championship at the moment. And they're, a lot of them are actually pretty good race car drivers, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Well, I am a long way behind the, all of them, I can tell you, okay? And so that's, yeah, but hey, that's the struggle that I'm dealing with. Yeah, but you did it the old school way. Yeah, well, that doesn't count anymore, dear Trough, <laughs> I'm afraid. Anyway, what we'll see what happens. What's your second uh, question, mate? Uh, Ron. Yeah. How was your TR86? Uh, yeah. 86 series that came out quite well in the end eh? yeah it finished off quite well we um unfortunately we had a lot of issues um unfortunate mechanical breakages with the car over the season but the speed speed was never an issue so um most of the time we were up the front there somewhere times wise but unfortunately just uh the car might not have always lasted the distance so no it was overall it was good learnt a lot and and um had some great racing with some really really good young race car drivers from from New Zealand, so it was uh, no, it was awesome. It was great fun. Just unfortunately, a little bit disappointing um, results wise. I, I love it when a twenty year old says, "Oh, yeah, it was pretty good to hang out with some young race car drivers, mate." You're young yourself. So for for me, the the, st- the question now, Ronan, is the step up this weekend to a GT3 Aston Martin. You haven't been the damn car. You've sat in it. We know you've sat in it. But how big a jump is that for you? And maybe Dad can throw throw some in at the end of this. Um. In saying that, I I, I did I have done um, I, again. It's not a lot, but uh, yeah. f- five to ten laps in a Lamborghini Gallardo GT3 car. So I have driven a GT3 car before, um, and it, and I was petrified going down the pit lane because I thought this <laughs> car's worth more. Well, both cars either way, they're both worth more than my life. Um, and 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 I was a bit nervous, but once I actually got out there and started circulating, I actually felt quite at ease. Um, the cars. They are beautiful cars to drive, and they're designed a certain way to be, you know, very fast, but but also quite, um, uh, you know, not easy, but but quite quite um, easy, manageable. To, manageable to control at high speed, and and it made me feel quite calm, and and I sort of felt quite quickly I understood the way I needed to drive the car to get the speed out of it. So I think, um, yeah, again, the Aston's um, probably another step up. That Lamborghini was a few years old, but this car's a brand, uh, a latest spec GT3 car. So, um, again, you know, aware of the situation, but also very excited. And um, and I think if it's anything like that car was, I'm sure it will be, if not better, um, then I think we'll be we'll be pretty good. And we've just got to just learn and, and take it in and take easy steps and... and um, and do everything methodically in, in a process. What sort of driver are you? In what way? 
Well, what sort of driver? Are you an aggressive driver? Are you a patient driver? Are you a calculating driver? Are you one of these guys that will say, oh, stuff it, I see the gap, I'm going to go for it? Uh, <laughs> is, it too, is, this too, is this too early to ask or not? Uh, to be honest, I think I've probably been a bit of, bit of everything at different stages. It probably depends Stop on... Stop looking at your dad. De- de- no, no, no. It de- de- probably, probably depends <laughs> on, the si- on the situation, really. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I think in, in, in terms of this weekend, it's definitely going to be the, be the patient learning, a, you know, sponge driver, just absorb absorb everything that's that you can and and um and listen to all the right people and and just try and understand how to drive this car well and um and bring it back in one piece so if you drive the Renault R, R, what do you call it, R01 do we call it RS1 or RS1 RS01 RS1 how different are the two cars oh not um not dramatically <laughs> they look very different obviously um different engines and bits and pieces but they're both really designed to do you know similar things and that's to They've got both very good aerodynamic um, efficiency and also, um, you know, generate quite a lot of downforce, uh, which makes them very fast around, uh, you know, uh, certain speed corners. Um, they stop very good. They both got ABS. They both got traction control. You know, they sort of yeah, so they're designed really to do the same thing, just like all GT3 cars, no matter if it's a Mercedes or an Audi or a Ferrari. Um, uh, or a Aston Martin, or any of the GD3 cars that are available, Porsche, they they're all really bought into uh, a, a similar kind of space and designed to be in, operate in a similar kind of space. So they've all got little idiosyncrasies, but um, their own idiosyncrasies. One, you know, some of them got rear engine, like the McLarens and the Audis are rear engine, the Mercedes, the Aston, the front engine, um, and that all makes them sound quite different. And and uh, and and, but when you're driving them. You sort of fall into uh, adjusting quite quickly and easily just because of what they're trying to achieve with those cars, which is all the same sort of deal. And, and, and obviously, when they're racing in GT3 spec, full balance of performance GT3 spec in Europe and, and DTM or in other GT3 championships, they have balance of performance criteria. So they, you know, they adjust the weight and the power and everything to make them as even as they right, possibly okay. can using all these different f- types of engines. You know, flat flat sixes and, and V8s and V6s and all that kind of stuff, turbochargers, non-turbochargers, they, they're all got very different engines. Um, and so therefore they've got to all try and uh, be as equal as they possibly can. So they have ways of doing that. Uh, unfortunately, New Zealand in our endurance racing, there is uh, we don't have a balanced performance and people go and hop their cars up, which is not oh, ideal. Okay. Uh, we should be running GT3 in this country to make it as fair and equitable as possible so people don't go waste money on trying to make their cars faster. But anyway, that's another story. Wow, hearing it the first lesson. Okay, uh, just quickly, you're looking forward to competing against your father? Um, or do you not even look at it like that? Oh, not at this stage, honestly. It's a very... It's a very um, very fast, very um, uh, expensive car that uh, I just need to learn how to. I just need to learn how to drive um, and learn how to drive properly. And to be fair, I'm probably going to be asking him a lot of questions and and getting a lot of information off him. So at this stage, it's not really about okay. that. It's more about oh. learning and um, just trying to do a good job and bring it back in one piece. And Murph, for you, no mercy. No mercy for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I want I want to test you guys on something. It's time for Family Feud. Did you find that? Did you find that music? Or did Sanjay find it? We both worked on this one. Okay. (laughs) Just a couple of simple questions, right? See if you know each other. Mm. Right. 
What's his favourite colour, Ronan? Orange. Is that correct or incorrect? It's correct. Why orange? Dukes of Hazard, uh, 1969 Dodge Charger was orange. <laughs> okay, what's his favourite colour? Got no idea. Have a guess. Blue. What's your favourite colour? I don't know if he's got one. Uh, Green? I, I, he can ask the question. Probably anything fluoro, to be honest, like fluoro <laughs> yellow, fluoro orange. <laughs> well, well, remember that. Remember what? What? Um, what is it? Uh, generation we're talking to here. Yeah. Okay. okay well, yeah, so, well, generally, well, can I just say one nil, Ronan? Yeah. Okay. Let's leave it at that. Uh, can you remember his birthday off the bat? What's his birthday? It is August the 9th, two thousand and one. What's his birthday? Uh, August twenty third, nineteen seventy two. Sure, wasn't sixty two. <laughs> oh, maybe it's 50, yours. 52. That was your year, Chief. No, I'm 65, pal. <laughs> Not okay. based on that here. 2-1. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you know your mother's birthday? My mother's birthday. Well, you hope so. 5th uh, of the 4th, 1969. Okay. Oh, she is going to kill you, brother. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, just, you are, just, just you are, you just are, And Stephen is dead. Right into it. Stephen oh, I is... I didn't even think about that when uh-huh. I asked the question. That's the thing you don't think. Morning, I'm so sorry. She doesn't okay. listen to the show. Well, she should. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, the most embarrassing thing he's ever done that embarrassed you. Oh. Oh, man, really? Just the hell of it. Even if it was a family thing. What's the... Fu- okay, let's, let's reframe it. What's the funniest thing you've ever seen him do? Oh, man, these questions. Hey, I'm, I'm so off the, Sanjay I'm off didn't the come up with a question. No, I'm off the fly. Oh, here. you're off the fly. Can you, have you got one written down? No. Oh. What's the most embarrassing thing? What's the funniest thing you've ever seen him do? Oh, I have. Oh, off oh, the come top on, of my man. head, come man. Come his son. Off the, yeah, but off the top of my head, I, I can't, that is just, that's okay. really hard. What's the funniest thing you've ever seen your father do? Uh, oh, God. You yeah, um, see, that's, that's a okay, hard question. Okay. All right. Oh, well, sorry. Hard question. Okay. What's your father's favourite drink? Uh, Corona. No. Correct or incorrect? No. What's your favourite drink? Definitely not. Lemon lime bitters. Wow. Okay. What's Ronan's favourite drink? Uh, juice. Okay. What's his favourite meal? Your father's favourite <laughs> meal. This, this is just, not just, good radio, just, right? I know. Just shut up for a minute. What's his favourite? Just for the hell of it. What's his favourite meal? Come uh, on. People love this stuff. No, they don't. Probably like lasagna or something. What's your favourite meal? Uh, not lasagna. Mum's Roast, lasagna. Mum's lasagna. Oh, it's very good. Okay. It is very, very. It, good. It's very good, but not your favourite. Uh, no, listen, she she does a lot of really she good things. I just like ro- a, a roast, a roast, roast lamb. Okay, what's his favourite? Do you know what his favourite meal? You should know that because you grow up. And the kids go, oh, I love that. But I wanted that all the time. Um, Subway. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I think that's where the family feud just mm. stopped right there. 7.38. Mm. Uh, just if you want to be in the draw to win that beer pong table, Chorfee, uh, <laughs> can you ask Steve if he will do a draw this time? Murph will do good, don't yeah. panic. Murph will do good, don't panic. Uh, what is the team that is supplying the Murphy Stanaway entry into Bathurst this year? 0800-150811. If you don't want to if win, Chorfee's going to walk away with it. So if you want yeah. to win and be in the draw, 0800-150811. I'm a charger that charges through the night Like an orange bolt of lightning passing everything in sight I'm the best pal the Duke boy has ever had. I'm thunder on the highway looking bad, bad, bad. I'm the night. Like the Johnny's good. 743, it's about the Dukes of Hazard, General Lee. Do you know that one? No. That's the song. That's what the song's about, the General Lee. Really? 
Yeah. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't either until Sanjay said it's about the Jumalee. Well, so there Sanjay. you go. Well, Sanjay's on point today. Don't mm. worry. Half mm. a glass of wine is anybody's. Mm. Uh, okay, so if you want to win, Good if, to know. if you want to uh, win the Repco beer pong table, which team is providing the car for Murph and Richie Soundaway in the wildcard entry into Bathurst? 0800 That's 0800 G'day, Phil from Palmy. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. You should guys should play the Convoy song. Mm. Oh, okay. Well, well, we've got we'll, an we'll hour to that, that. We'll load it up and we'll we get on to it. So who's uh, providing the car, bud? I believe Erebus. You, be- you believe right. Are you a big Supercars fan? Is that, is that your go, bud? Uh, yeah, I certainly uh, definitely watch the, uh, watch the mountain race. Um, I've got a question for Murph, though. Yeah, for it. Um, how do you rank the Manfield track? out of the, the New Zealand tracks at least. I, I, listen, mate, I, I cut my teeth uh, at Manfield. Um, I won and drove my first race car at Manfield Racetrack back in uh, 1990 and, uh, yeah, I love it. I love love Manfield. I mean, it's a, it's, it really is a one of New Zealand's uh, premier, was New Zealand's premier racetrack for a very, very long time um, and, you know, I've enjoyed every time I've been there, the, the shape of it, the fact that the crowd can see the whole racetrack. There's so many good things going for it. Unfortunately, you know, it just hasn't um, probably been able to withstand the test of time and, and um, you know, isn't probably as, as where it needs to be uh, these days. Yep. But, uh, you know, I, I, I enjoy going there, enjoy driving around that racetrack. brings back a lot of, lot of very good memories to me. Hey Phil, um, the D1NZ's down there on June eighteen nineteen. You're going to go and watch there that. There you go. Yes, yes, indeed. indeed. Oh, well done, Phil. It's 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 ripper, and we, we we look forward to seeing you there, man. Come and say hi as well. All right, so you're in the draw to win that that beer pong table. Didn't you have a big off at Manfield? I did, I did. I had uh, there's, there's, uh, there's old be. school in there's old school in car cam there. Yeah, ninety five. Yeah, ninety five. Uh, no, it wasn't. Was yes, that a was. Formula yes, Holden? Yes, it was. He knows. Was it a Formula Holden? Yeah, Formula Holden. That's right. Going in the reverse direction around in the Manfield racetrack, so it was actually going uh, counterclockwise, not clockwise, and it was in the front straight going into the sweeper. Right, and it had a brake failure and uh, fired off into the. Uh, um, advertising hoardings and through the other side and out of the out of the track confines and into the trees. A bit scary. Ah, oh, it happened very very quickly. Yeah, mm. but the in-car camera is quite quite yeah, funny yeah. and um, well not funny, uh, quite serious. But what was funny was the the track marshal that um, came running to the rescue came over the uh, round from the front of the car through a hole in the fence there and. <laughs> And he stood there and he, and, he, and he stared. And as another guy arrived beside the car, he goes, oh, mate, it's not good. I think he's dead. You're kidding me. No, and I was, oh, I'm not dead. I just can't move or breathe. Yeah, Did you bust anything? No, no. The car was back on its wheels like in a couple of hours and we um, it was racing the following weekend. It was just ridiculous. Yeah. It really was. It was Bull- fate. Bulletproof, mate. Oh, bulletproof. Bulletproof. All right. Uh, the Elite Motorsport Academy yep. class of 2022 has been named. Just run us through who, who's in the new class, mate. Yeah, it's great too. This this is a uh, an amazing initiative that has been running now for quite a long time. I can't remember how long, but the, the, everyone's been through it. Ronan's actually been through it and won it. Um, we've had uh, all our leading uh, motorsport protagonists have been through this. It's a very, very good academy that um, delivers and teaches mm. young drivers a lot of things. And Ronan will fill you in a little bit, but... Uh, on that in a second but uh, those that are going through eight young motorsport competitors from across New Zealand and different disciplines of the sport um, Hugo Allen who was a rookie of the year in TR86 Marco Giltrip who finished third in the championship in TR86 uh, they're both uh, being selected to do it and actually Marco was selected wasn't he was it last year or the year before Ronan yeah, last, last year, year, but after but his incident. And um, he had a big crash in Topol, yeah, wasn't yeah. able to do 
it. Uh, Hayden Bacharis, uh, Chris, uh, Zach Christensen, and uh, Sebastian Mason, who are racing uh, as in circuit drivers. They'll be joined by Robbie Stokes and Jackson Clendon, who are rally drivers, and Troy Pennington from um, the Speedway yeah, well, side of we, things. We have interviewed on Sky Speed yeah. and, and a forward-thinking young guy. So, uh, so they're all going to be heading off down to Academy, Academy, Otago Academy of Sport. Um, when does it start, Ronan? Uh, uh, it will be June. Is it June? Yeah. 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 What did you learn? What does it teach a young driver, Ronan? Um, I think uh, it, it depends. It depends on the level you're at, but it, I think it either way it accommodates for all levels of you know whether you're at already quite a high level at a young age or whether you you're sort of coming into it and you're just eager to learn. Um, you know, I think think um, uh, one one thing one thing I found with it for sure was um, that all the the fitness work I'd done before I went down paid off because it's um, in terms of fitness it's incredibly grueling you know they have you up at 5am running upstairs at one of the longest staircases probably in this part of the world um, and and you know things like that so they they push you real hard in terms of the fitness side of things you also go down to the uh, Otago Academy uh, sorry the the University of Otago um, into the labs there and they uh, get you on a treadmill and test your your VO2 max, um, so running on treadmill at, as fast as you can for as long as you can, and with a with a um, a ventilator on. I was told by Liam Skeets, who I think went through it uh, last year, that the biggest thing he got over was the mental game. Did you find yeah. that? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think, uh, yeah, you know, we we sit and talk to talk to. Um, uh, different people, yeah, just different people and different. Um, uh, they run different workshops down there, and um, I think everyone gets something out of all the different parts. You know, we do a bit of marketing, sponsorship, a uh, bit of psychologist stuff, nice. um, nutrition, um, obviously the fitness massive part of it, um, and then we also go into a heat chamber and drive around on a simulator for as long as you can um, with your full race gear on um, in extreme temperatures. So, um, fun times. It was, yeah, exactly. But um, I think, yeah, some people sort of get the idea that it's all to do with you know go, going and driving cars and all that but it's not it's basically everything but the driving part and and you know in motorsport these days all of those things are just as important if not more important yes or no game changer for you um yeah in some ways definitely um in other ways i i probably um had already been brought up and been around certain people that have um that had taught me a lot of the things that I already that well, I already knew some of the stuff when I got there, but I learned a, a lot from it as well. All right, it's seven fifty. This is Repco Race Control. Just gone eight o'clock. Yeah, go on, play it, play it, baby, play it. Man, yeah, that's what we're talking about. Don't shake your head at me. Just gone 8 o'clock. This is Repco Race Control around New Zealand and also Australia if you're listening on the SCN app. Although if you're in New Zealand, you listen on the SCNZ app and you can take us anywhere. MacIver, Murph and Murph, Greg and Ronan in the house battling against each other in the 3R race, the opening round of the North Island Endurance Series this weekend at Pukkoe Park Raceway. You can go and have a look at them. I think you don't. You only have to have a ticket to get in on Sunday, okay? So you can actually probably wander into Pukkoe and have a look at them practising and qualifying as well on the Saturday, because that's what someone told me, because we're going to go out there and shoot a story with them on Saturday and Sunday. The old father and son rivalry, one in a Renault RS01, that's Dad, and Ronan in a GT3 Aston Martin. Just saying so. 
Martin. Just say you can turn your mic on too, pal. Martin. Yeah, but Aston, Aston Martin. They just it's such a cool car. Mm. Uh, speaking of cool cars, you remember the DeLorean, right? The DeLorean story. Certainly do. If you're in New Zealand, it's back. It's, it's back. It's they're going to the 25th of the month. Really? They're going to release the new all electrified DeLorean. Uh, the Who lo- owns DeLorean now? The name? Oh gosh, it was something. Because it's obviously it not like the Dutch, bloke. Sounds like what a was Dutch, his name back Dutch in the day? I remember. John DeLorean. John, John DeLorean. was it John? Yeah, John DeLorean. He was a crop coming in the end. Uh, oh, okay. the, the line is the future. Tree. The future Would never promised. That. Right. Reimagined. But they're not just going to launch the one with the the, the wings. Uh, they're actually going. They're, they're talking about a full lineup of DeLoreans. So it's crazy, eh? Because that is such a cult car. I mean, when you were a young oh. Well, they no. it was made. It was oh, made. Yeah, it was made. Future, what it was because future. of Back to the Future, right? Yeah, but I, it's it's. But it was a piece of poo, wasn't it? It was actually yep, a dog. So I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So why they're going? I mean, can we can we just get over this whole electric thing now? Can we just get over it? Because I'm I'm done with it. Like, yeah, the whole you know. My my wife said to me today, you know what? I wouldn't buy an electric car. I said, why wouldn't you buy an electric car? Because she because she said I went and had a look at where if I bought an electric car, where I could go and charge it. And she said. I quote, cannot be bothered waiting for 30 minutes to charge my car. It is just so inconvenient. There is, there is an, there's some good arguments for them around in certain spaces and, and, and densely populated and urban environments and bits and pieces. There's no question. It's, they, they have a, a space without doubt, but it's, it's, it's not time. the answer. No, it's not the answer. It, it really, and we should be focusing on what actually the real answer is, but it's, pe- people need to actually be honest about the, the damage. I mean, we know that ICE cars, internal combustion engine, we know fossil fuels has done a lot of damage, and we know that we can't continue to just keep doing what we've been doing. We all know that, and I agree with that. But um, but the damage that the production at the moment, and I don't know where it's going to go, um, of making these batteries and stuff like that and, and the inability to recycle and all this kind of stuff is also doing so much damage. And so we've just got to be open about it and not try and hide the the negatives to it, you know. But it's, so we're it's being ridiculous. sold. We're being sold a dummy, right? It's, well, I don't know. Well, saying, yeah. oh, electrification is the future. It's well, why? The, why didn't? It's not so f- why is Japan not going? The, one of the most advanced car, company, countries in the world because it was going to cost three hundred billion dollars. Three hundred fifty billion. Oh, okay, a billion here, a billion there. Well, no, we're talking fifty billion. Uh, yeah, to create the infrastructure, and they went, yeah, nah. And when you, you know, so I've talked to people, and they say, well, it's actually easier for current petrol stations to transform themselves into well, it's uh, also, hydrogen but it's stations because the infrastructure yeah, is there. That's true, but also it's it's the like our government telling allowing us to desecrate the skylines with those giant bloody windmills. Right? They are not efficient generation of electricity. They are not. Do your homework on it. I mean, hydro leaves all that sh- all that stuff for dead. So we're allowed to go and desecrate the skylines with windmills, but we're not allowed to build any more hydro dams. Hmm. It doesn't. I'm sorry, but it just doesn't make it. Nuclear is still the most efficient. Um, it is. It's most efficient generation of electricity yeah, that there, there is. You're going to get a huge argument there. About oh, the, I'm not the, saying the, that, but 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 let's oh, just I'm build. With you. Let's I'm just with you. let's just harness if we're talking about electricity and doing it properly, rather than allowing how many tonnes of dirty coal to be put on a ship to be then shipped across into New Zealand, unloaded, and then taken to Huntley to burn in the power station. 
I mean, what kind of nuttiness is that when we've actually got our own coal here in New Zealand, which is clean, some of the cleanest coal in New Zealand as far as when you burn it? Uh, we're just, we're just, we're losing our minds. Uh, well, you know, we're the completely biggest, the biggest losing question our minds. I have, it's nutty. The, the biggest question I have is right, and it comes back to your. And look, we might, while we're down this path and we're going down this path, it's this this road zero thing. This what do you what's it road called? to zero? Road to zero, which is a pile of pop, right? And you know it, and you've written about it. My question is this: Who the hell is advising the government? That's Good question. Because where they're coming from. Their heads are well, well, we're not, 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 we're not. We're not doing anything new. I mean, no. If you look at the current road safety strategy, Road to Zero, and you compare it to whatever they were names before them, I mean, one, I'd actually like to know how much they paid someone to get that name, right? So yeah. which consultant consulted yeah, for at right. $10,000 an hour to come up with Road to Zero? I'd like to know how much it cost, right? Um, I mean, the, 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 the current strategy document, is really is just a rehash and a shift and a change and, and really of all the ones before that that have all failed, all failed dismally, never never delivered any kind of ROI at all, never met KPIs, never done. The current one isn't meeting KPIs, and that is why they are spending so far those three terrible ads that they've created. It's cost the taxpayer about $7 million so far for those three ads, right? That's why they are now spending all our money on those ads to go, oh, we are doing road to zero exists. Road to zero is our current road safety strategy. You know we're we're invested in it. We're going to we're doing this. We're doing that. It's 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 it's, it's, it's just bureaucracy beyond belief. The layers of bureaucracy, the wastage of money. They just don't care about the wastage and and what they're going to achieve from it. And this is the beauty of politics, right? All these people that are currently in in their roles that they're in, the the CEOs of of you know um, of NZTA, Nicole Rosie, she'll be gone soon, right? They all move on. They all leave. The board will be gone. The minister will be changed. All the people in the places of power will all be gone. So when it, it proves to fail, which it will, they won't achieve what they're going. To, they'll be gone. There's no one accountable. It'll be forgotten about. That's what happens. We just roll through and we change the people in charge. We change the mouthpieces, right? They change and and they disappear and we're left to clean up the mess that they didn't fix and that they made and the cost and all that kind of stuff. And and it's changed again. So someone else comes in. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But then they disappear as well. And so we just keep doing the same crap over and over again, and that is what we are doing at the moment, is just regurgitating the same rubbish. Will you keep banging on Absolutely, the gov- government they, about they whatever need to government be held, is? They need to be held to account on this. They need to actually do something that's different, and they need to listen, and they need to make change uh, for where it needs to be. Because uh, you've tried. You've met the one minister, one minister in charge, have you not? I've met the current one, yeah. Yeah, and, and you walked away going, hmm? Lip service. And yet, young lives, lives being lost because. Well, there's a lot that, that you are not going to avoid. That's why it can never be zero, right? We can never be zero because these things, do people make decisions, right? People make decisions, premeditated decisions. We, we make mistakes through lack of knowledge and understanding. We, we you know, um, the brain doesn't assess risk. The young brain, right? A Ronan's brain still isn't assessing the risk associated with driving motor vehicles uh, anywhere near what you and I do, right? And we've been through that. We understand it. We, when we were 16, 18, 20, the things that we were doing when we were driving and, and really not understanding or caring about, you you can't change that. That's the way it is, right? So you're always going to have um, uh, drivers making decisions and doing things that they know is probably not right, but they don't assess the risk. So you're going to have um, people crashing, dying, 
all that kind of stuff. But it's the people that are actually just trying to go about their normal every day, trying to you know do everything right, um, that are making genuine mistakes through a lack of understanding, lack of knowledge, lack of, lack of awareness, lack of training, lack of all that kind of stuff because we do such a bad job of it, who are getting caught up in these situations where they end up all the pieces of the puzzle come together on that day at that moment to create the crash, the the accident, the cr- whatever you want to call it, that could possibly end up in someone dying, right? And physics takes over. The laws of physics don't change. Laws of physics are, are set in stone, and you cannot manipulate those, right? So when all those pieces of the puzzle come together, you're driving along, something happens, something happens, something happens, you lose control of a motor vehicle, it's 1.8 tonnes, Physics takes over depending on the speed you're going, depending on what you hit, depending on all those situations. Are you wearing your seatbelt? All this stuff happens. Is your seat in the right position? Are you too close to the steering wheel? Are you too far away from the steering wheel? Does the airbag come off and smack you in the face there or, or does the, you know, whatever happens? Do you hit a tree? Do you hit something else? You know, all those things come together and you can't control a lot of those things, right, if you've made a mistake. Most people are just trying to go about their everyday lives and not do anything premeditated wrong, right? But because we've so ill-prepared, so ill-prepared, people don't know they're even making themselves and putting themselves in, in, in danger. And yet I see an article today saying the government's going to put $65 million into making it easier to get your licence in the budget. Another So if it's going to make it easier, make- why does it cost money? You know, uh, and and easier by how? Well, it might. So that, that that's <clears throat> maybe he, reading the headline. So potentially, we do need to make it easier for a lot of people to get their license in respect of not being having to travel, creating more opportunities to do testing, all that kind of stuff. And that might be what that means. And we do need to do that. But when to get your license shouldn't be easier. You should have to actually go through more processes to learn it. Before, but right. we need to support those that need the help to be able to get their licences. We can't just add layers and layers of cost sure, onto it. Surely it should be just a simple blanket answer here, a blanket answer. To get your to get your full licence, you need to be doing a course that actually puts you in situations, a physical course. Well, you also need to learn. Yeah, you can't yeah, just yeah. prepare to pass the test, and that's what we do here in this country. Complete, no, that's what I'm saying. You prepare to pass the test. You right. don't prepare to learn. You know, yeah. the, the, you don't prepare to have an accident. And, and, and we still, even though the NZTA have done their own report and they have got the evidence to suggest that the defensive driving course does not, if you have done it or not, does not change the the the, the possibility. Or sorry, those that have done the defensive driving course versus, the, versus those that haven't, there's no difference in the crash rates between those that have done or haven't done it. Yet we still allow it to be paid to the AA to do the defensive driving course, 260 bucks to get six months off your restricted licence. But it is proven not to actually change the outcome potential okay, of a crash. So, okay, so pop culture question here. Uh, well, this is not, um, I suppose, Ripco the, race control, unfortunately. No, it is. because It is a little. It is because we all drive cars and our safety of our, our ourselves and our, our kids are important. But I've got a pop culture question. Do you honestly believe that the NZT and all these testing stations are revenue generators because kids are saying, oh, well, I can go to this station and I'll get a better deal to pass my restricted leather, but that one, they're known for just being really hard. So a kid pays the 137 bucks to get their first, have a crack at their first restricted, right? <clears throat> don't get it. You pay another X80 bucks to do it again. Do you think... Just, it's no, a, I don't think so. Okay. I think it's just it's just a differing differing opinions in the in the people that are doing 
the testing, right, okay. and how they go about it. That's that's personality. That's that's a lot of different things. I don't think it's revenue generating. Certainly not from the government. I don't think VTNZ either. To yeah. be honest, it's I just have... I think they're all under the pump massively at the moment, and they, they don't have enough resource to actually support and supply to the, you know, to everybody that's looking to actually do that. To All get a right. license. Okay, eight thirteen. This is Repco Race Control with McIver Murph and Murph on a Thursday evening around New Zealand and Australia. If you want to know, well, we want you to tell us which team is riding the car for Murph and Richie Stanaway as wildcard entry into Bathurst twenty twenty two. Oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven. Oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven. After the break, Scotty McLaughlin. Eighteen here on SENZ. This is Repco Race Control with McIver, Murph, and the extra Murph tonight. Greg and Ronan in the house. They're racing against each other this weekend on Sunday at Pukekohe Park Raceway in the opening round of the Nerdec Northern Endurance Series. Uh, Ronan's in a GT3 Aston Martin, and Murph's in a Renault RSL One, which is a sweet-looking piece of kit. Uh, last weekend or on Monday, Scotty McLaughlin P6 at Barber Motorsport uh, is currently second in the IndyCar Championship, only three points behind. Uh, Joseph Newgarden? Is it Joseph Newgarden? He's, oh, I've forgotten. Alex Pillow. No, Alex, Alex Pillow. Alex right? Yeah. Well, anyway, I was looking on my socials, you know, my socials. You like that, Ronan? Old guy looking on his socials. Mm, and I noticed... Fancy. Fancy. And I noticed that Scott is doing a thing called Bus Bros with Joseph Newgarden. Bus Bros. I had no idea, so I put we put in a phone call earlier today and said, mate, what is it about Bus Bros? Well, yeah, we're always pretty, you know... Told that we're pretty serious at Penske, so we're probably just we're just trying to change the uh, change the mantra there a little bit, and um, and yeah, end up trying something different there. So yeah, it's it's pretty silly, um, but it's kind of meant to be. And we're just sort of taking the piss out of each other. It's quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, the, the, what staggered me was that the last time I saw you do something about where you were living, it was a really nice RV. But what now? You're upgrading to an actual bus, a a, a proper bus. Yeah, so like now um, we, uh, I've, I've just um, jumped on board with all the, um, I guess you could say like the RV life, and and yeah, me and myself and Carly, we bought a bus uh, for for the trips around America um, over the next few years. So um, yeah, we're going to pick that up on Friday, head to the track on Tuesday, and um, yeah, get settled in, and then that 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 bus will basically be on the road to the end of the season, which is a pretty cool thing. Who's going to drive it? Do you have your own driver, or what's the story? Yeah, I have my own driver. Um, it's actually, yeah, Carly's dad's going to drive it for a little bit too, which is going to be good. Um, and uh, yeah, and then obviously my mum and dad, they're going to be coming over uh, for a little bit and they'll they'll probably uh, have a few drives with it soon. Dad being a truck driver, he can't keep his hands off it. So um, <laughs> yeah, he'll be fully, fully excited for that. Okay, a couple of things I was watching on Bus Bros, right? First episode out right on YouTube. Uh, have you figured out what a parlour is? You were going parlour, parlour. Well, uh, have you figured out? Yeah, what you have. I, I I don't really know what it was. Like I was asking him what the, what, what what it was. It was barista parlour or whatever. <laughs> I still don't know how to say it. It's but, just yeah. parlour. It's parlour. Just say parlour. That's all you have to say. Parlour. Parlour. Yeah. Exactly. Parla. Just, yeah, yeah. Just I, another. I, I didn't. I didn't learn that when I was young. <laughs> the other one. Tell tell um. Tell Nougat, and it's not—it's Nougat, not Nougat. Nougat, it's Nougat. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember him saying that in the in the video too, and I, I thought that was wrong. <laughs> so I will inform him about that. Yeah, tell him, tell him he's, he's completely out of control, uh, which is really cool to see, but you're certainly in control. And the one thing we talked about quite a little while ago was that getting your, your qualifying right, and you seem to be getting that uh, sorted nicely, mate. Yeah, yeah, working um, working hard on it. Uh, it's definitely helped, you know, I think the philosophy that my new, me and my new engineer have sort of taken on on board, it's getting, you know, uh, you know working well. And, and uh, yeah, I feel like the last few days, the last few races, we've been right onto it, um, but we've got to keep pressing on and, and um, keep working. It's just really an indicator. It's the old saying, you know, it was your last race. It's so difficult and serious. You can't take the drama. But yeah, really stoked with how it's been going, and and um, just you know, it's just making my races so much easier, and I'm able to you know con- continue to stay at the front easier, which is which is helping a lot. Did, it did appear in Barber, though, you, you, the strategy may have not backfired, but being on those blacks for the end of the race really hurt you. Yeah, for sure. I think um, my mistake initially uh, in front of Philly Dixon didn't, didn't help. We, we managed to get past him, and I think we had the pace probably to fall away, being you know, he was on the same tyre as I was towards the end of the race. Um, and if we were able to do that, you know, probably would have put us out of, you know, some of the red tie guys that, you know, were on the um, red tie towards the end of the race. Because at the end of the day, the guys that we were racing at the start of the race, they were all on, red, uh, on black ties to finish the race. So, you know, I think for us, that's not really used. It was really the problem was when I made the mistake going off the track and stuff, um, that that really cost us a couple of spots. But realistically, it was probably a fourth or a, um, a, fourth or a, or a fifth. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll take the sixth anyway if it's going to be a bad race. How big a nudge was that from Colton Herter, that save? What was that? Sorry, you broke up. How, how, big, a, how big a save was that when I think it was, uh, did Colton Herter give you a nudge? Yeah, that was bigger than um, they sort of made it out on TV for sure. Um, yeah, I definitely copped a bit of a whack there and um, had to sort of quickly, you know, sort of correct the slide there. Um, but yeah, he was he was uh, he was charged. I knew he was coming, but I thought we had a pretty good pace mm. to hold him off for a few laps at least and burn his tyres. And sort of end up doing that. And then he sort of threw in a bit of a dive bomb there that was never going to work. So um, yeah, unfortunately for him, he spun out, and we were, we managed to keep going, which relieved some of the pressure for a few laps. That was for sure. Hey, uh, Indy's not too far away. You got the Grand Prix first of all. Uh, how how are the butterflies on this one? I mean, it's the month of May. Is this the, now for you the favourite time of the month or year? Should I say? Oh yeah, oh for sure. You know, this is you know what it's all about. And Indy car racing, you know, the whole the whole uh, you know community really builds for this one. You know, and and uh, I think we're going to have a really fast car. You know, I I think. I think uh, the team has put in a tremendous amount of work uh, from a team perspective, but then from Chevy's perspective, I think they've put even more work in in terms of you know motor and making the thing you know as fast as they can with horsepower. So um, obviously that's a massive thing around there. Um, having you know a car that has got a lot of straight on hand handling, and you know I feel like we've we've worked really hard to make sure that that's the thing, and and um, you know hopefully. Uh, you know, all the promise is, is working out, will work out. We're there they're about towards the end of the month when we need to be. Yeah, Chevy seems to have stepped up their game in 2022. And, and how much confidence do you take from that test at the Oval the other day at Indy where you, your numbers were strong? 
Yeah, for sure. It's a, it's a lot of confidence here, but that's form guide in some ways. And, you know, I, I feel like, um, you know, not everyone shows their colours, including us, but at the same time, you know, it, everyone gets into like a, a, you know, somewhat of a groove and, and you sort of figure out quite quickly, you know, who's, you know, reason, who's got a bit to work on and who's strong and, 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 you know, in a good spot. And we certainly felt that way as a team, especially on my car, um, towards the end of that open test. So, you know, I think, you know, we, we used that test exactly how we needed to. And, um, yeah, I'm excited for, you know, sort of what we've got, to, got for this month coming up for sure. The one thing that Scott Dixon has done so well over his career is consistency. And I, and I sense yeah. right now that you're, you're playing the – making sure that consistency top fives is where you need to be to truly – I mean, you're only three points off the lead, right? Has that been a conscious yeah. a conscious effort? Yeah, for sure. I think um, we, we said last year, you know, me and my new engineer, Benny um, – you know, at the end of the day, Polo won the championship for a, like a seven average. Um, so we, we, we've, you know, worked really hard behind the scenes to, you know, make sure that we know, yeah, we want to have a fast car, we want to have a car that wins, but we need to have a car that one qualifies well, gets us up in the front initially, and then we can, you know, focus on having a reasonable day. And, and you know, at the end of the day, we're, we were, uh, P, we were P4 to qualify, and that that certainly helped our efforts on the weekend. And, you know, we had an average race by our, our means, but we still finished sixth. And we still finished our goal. And that's exactly what we need to do. The main focus is qualifying, like I said, from the start of the year. And we'll continue to work on that. Double points for the 500. That can make or break a season, couldn't it? Yeah, really, you've just got to... This, this is so important to get through this month with solid points. You know, it's basically... You know, another thing that really helped Kolo last year um, to win the championship. So we, we need to make sure that we have a solid you know, top five for me is really where I'm, where I'm looking. And, and um, you know, if it gets to the end of the race and we can win the race, for sure, I'll, I'll go for it. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, if we're sort of first and we're a fair way back on the leaders, we just can, we'll concede and, and make sure that we get as many points as we can. Just a couple other thoughts. Uh, you don't have to answer this question, but was... Uh... Romain Grosjean too tough on Ray Hall, or was Ray Hall just having a whinge? Uh, no, I think is you know I think Ray Hall's uh, you know argument is pretty fair. I mean, it was probably one too many bumps, um, you know, too many as I said. Um, I think uh, yeah, but Romain, I think to the point where he was uh, passing him, it was probably fine, and mm. then there was that little little extra bump that he yeah. gave. That probably wasn't on. So, um, and everyone sort of said the same thing. And uh, yeah, I think Romain, he's, he's right on the limit there. And I'm sure he'll work it out. Um, you know, he'll get better. But as we know, he's a pretty aggressive driver. So um, I can't see him changing in time soon, that's for sure. Yeah, but you've got to love aggression too. That's what India, what India is all about. Just one final thought why the thirsty threes? You know what? I have no idea. Um, that's, uh, that is, I don't even know what it means. It's what my, my engineer said it and all the boys loved it. So we just went with it. I still don't know what it means. So, um, I just, I just say it and it's my hashtag. And, and to be honest, the, the, the fans just loved it and gone with it. So uh, we'll just keep going with it. <laughs> all right, mate. Best of luck for the Grand Prix, but even better luck, uh, for the 500, bud. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate it. 
829, Scott McLaughlin out of uh, North Carolina, 33s. I was like, you know, I follow Scotty on socials like you do. I wondered. Yeah, and, 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 and we don't have an answer to that because he has no idea. I love the story about the bus. Like I said to him, you know, you would have heard that. I said, he said, off here, and I ordered the bus in December. And I went, oh, okay, you ordered the bus. And he's going, yeah, it's for myself. And so his idea is to have the bus so he and Carly and Chase, the dog, can just cruise around America when they want to, you know, like, you know, an RV. Because if you remember last year, we showed a story of him on Sky Speed and it's really nice RV. And you go, wow, this is nice, you know, the slide outs on the eyes. Now, we're talking the real deal here. We're talking the big old bus. They've all got them. You've got to have one. Well, of course you do, but it's pretty. But now ex- he's, you know, he's he's established over there, and um, you know that you got to got to you know fit him with the crowd, and uh, yeah, you know, if you, you want to drop half a million on a, I'd never ask bus. him. Oh, but I'd never ask him, you know, and it's his business. What, oh, you no, know, no, but he's completely. You know, I'm pretty sure he can probably afford one now. No, it's pretty. It's pretty cool though. But uh, I, I did have to. You call can't. It. You know, you can't be. You can't be in your little caravan while everyone else is in their big flash <laughs> bloody hundred foot buses. You got to join the club. A different. And world. he deserves it. Oh, I think I think the nice part of all of this is his family. He's going to get to see his family for the first time in two years, though, and they're all getting together pretty soon. So I think uh, his mum and dad and sister are coming out for for Indy. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Bloody G- awesome. GP of Indy, the fourteenth of May, coming up mm-hmm. on the road. That's an interesting little course, eh? It's cr- yeah, I, yeah. Because uh, it I, takes I in like part it. of the of oval, right? Correct. Um, in it, reverse. Yeah, but it's it's an interesting course. I've. What do you make of it's it? It's a road course. It's just a road course just inside an oval. It's just it's a little unique because it's inside the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, you know, Super Speedway. Um, but you know, other than that, it's just a it's just a track. But we don't like the double points for Indy, do we? No, I don't. I, you, 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 know, like you, know, you know my opinion on double points. We don't like double points. Okay, it is eight thirty one. For those of you that are just listening to the music, Stephen is air guitaring currently. Oh, I love a good air guitar, baby. I Ow! can tell. Eagles, here we go. <laughs> Life in the fast lane. That's what Ripco Race Control is all about. That is what Thursday. it is all about, Stephen. There this we is true. go, Gregory. That's what we are all about. We're into about. the last half hour. <laughs> into the last half hour. And oh my goodness, out of the blue, we read over the last, what, 48 hours, Suzuki, who won the MotoGP Championship with Juan Mir two years ago, mm-hmm. are talking about pulling the plug. Out of the blue? Out of the blue. Mm. So let's go, not out of the blue, but to... the to, expert. To the expert, Avalon Bedell. Avalon, hello. Hey, guys. Uh, hey, did you see this one coming? No, absolutely not. I don't know that many people did. To be honest, I don't know that they're writers. What would have been been impressive is if Avalon said, yes, I saw it coming. That would have been impressive. (laughs) I've got inside. inside. Mm. Why would they pull out? Oh, money is the only thing that I could put it Mm. down to. Um, Obviously not as big um, of a company as, as the likes of Honda and Yamaha. So, yeah, and, and MotoGP is an expensive operation. The championship's getting bigger and bigger in terms of more rounds. So, um, yeah, surprising, definitely surprising, but it looks like uh, there's just some financial constraints there. Though, it's, honestly, it seems like it's going to cost them a lot to exit as well because um, they've come out that they've signed with Dorna um, mm. to be on the grid, I think, until 2026. So to get out of that is... Um, yeah, will be interesting. It's got a little bit of um, sort of similarities to Honda, you know, uh, you know, coming, being in and pulling out. Um, but manufacturers have done that 
you know, it's done that forever. Look at Porsche and Audi and, and uh, Ferrari and all these manufacturers have come and gone and through various championships and different things over the years. So it's not like it's unheard of, but but with a contract, as you say, and deciding to announce that when they have um, is unusual. That is it's very unusual. So, you know, there's probably more to the story, but they've got a board like all big companies do and and clearly someone's made a decision. Um but it's it's gonna it's gonna be a bit of a shock to the paddock, isn't it, Avalon? Yeah, definitely. It seems like uh it, it leaked as well earlier than what Suzuki anticipated. It sounds like the some of the team members, um or the whole team got told on the Monday after Harriet and um, yeah, obviously some of the team members uh, were, were pretty shocked and, and sort of spread the word. So, yeah, I think uh, it's gotten out. Suzuki haven't put out an official statement at all, um, even though Dorna, the championship organiser, have uh, and many other people have. So, yeah, yeah sort of sitting tight and, and waiting to see what's happening there. But even more interesting, because like Stephen said, they, they've only just won the world championship. Like, they had exited the championship and they've come back. And uh, just two years ago... World champion, um, world champions, and and constant race winners. So, yeah. yeah, interesting that there will be a lot of people that are there will be a lot of teams that want to come in to MotoGP, and it's a huge opportunity for them. Okay, two quick, two yeah, two quick. So, two questions. First one is um, any idea or estimate uh, on what you think a factory team would be spending in a season of MotoGP? <laughs> I mean, does it, would anyone know? Really? Oh, we might have to ask Simon that one. I That's what I thought too. Maybe we'll ask Simon. Okay, yeah. so yeah, difficult one. But I mean, you can imagine Ducati spending fifty, eighty million, couldn't US, you? Pretty easy. US. I, I would have thought. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Now, okay, so who do you reckon then? If Suzuki is going to depart the, you know, the MotoGP shores, then who would you put money on, or who would you suggest possibly could uh, look to come in? Would be a good bet. I think I do believe this. It will be offered to Aprilia first. They only have two bikes on the grid at the moment, so I'm sure they would love a satellite team and and run four bikes. Um, Ducati currently have eight, so <laughs> I can't see another Ducati team coming. I, I do really think it could be uh, an Aprilia satellite team would would be likely. Mm. What about what about the, the likes of a be of a like a BMW or something? Do you, would they ever do you? I mean, they're only they're fledgling in, in superbikes, but well, I'd love to see it. I, I'd love to see Kawasaki. I'm a car yeah. girl. I'd love to see Kawasaki back in MotoGP. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think maybe what could be more likely is to see the other way around is to see Suzuki back in World Superbike. Yeah. Uh, which would be awesome. They've put uh, some pretty strong teams together in that championship in the past, and it would be pretty cool to see um, the resources put into, well, at least some of them put into a factory and, um, World Superbike squad and fight for that championship again. And the argument, I mean, there's got to be arguments all the time in these manufacturers, surely around, you know, uh, the the comparisons to road bikes. I mean, you know, the, the, we know the World Superbike Championship is based on, on their, you know, their large uh, sport bike road bikes and MotoGP is just the Formula One, effectively, of, of motorcycles. So, you know, they'd have to be questioning often, wouldn't they, these these teams, about about what's best for selling, you know, their big bikes? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I think Suzuki's, like, big market is in Asia with smaller CC motorcycles. So, um, yeah, probably are, 
arguable what MotoGP reached. But, I mean, we're seeing those Indonesia and the addition of the Indonesia race alongside Malaysia and that. So uh, definitely a market there for them. But um, as you say, they aren't developing a road bike. It is purely a race machine. Um, and you'd think winning races in MotoGP would be enough publicity. Mm. That would be my personal opinion. But um, <laughs> yeah, possibly they are looking to develop. I'd say definitely uh, the smaller CC bikes as well. Um, I think we'll see Suzuki into that 300 World Championship um, very shortly, which will be pretty awesome. Okay, thanks for that. Appreciate the time. Life in Christchurch, oh, you're good. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Sorry. You you were rather Pe- quiet there, Stephen. Hey, well, good, well, I don't <laughs> mind because he gave Pico. Pico on the weekend. Pico Big Nine. Oh, yeah, we we finally got our battle that we wanted between oh, my goodness. Um, Quadraro, Pico, and, and Jack Miller up there as well. So, yeah, that was the race I've been expecting all season, and we finally got it. That was that um, was that was Pico from the end of last year, dominating, winning yeah. races from. I mean, he was sublime, wasn't he? He was absolutely sublime. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And I think just quickly before we go, that one thing we have to mention is. Um, one year and and rumours of him going to Repsol Honda, Repsol Honda. Uh, which will definitely spice up the championship he's, uh, if he has a, no longer has a seat at Suzuki uh, I think Honda would be pretty keen to take him and Silly season starting already Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't you love it though? Don't you love it? Mm, yes and no. I, 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 I actually, you know, I but I I, I look season. the silly. I sort of look at the silly season from the rider perspective. You know, you know, we love it as 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 fans. You know, all the talk and the chat and everything. But I feel for uh, the sportsman and Polish having to deal oh, and having to deal oh, deal with these things. Oh, oh, you are you are wrong. You are so oh, wrong. I said, oh please. Yeah, as if to go. Oh, who cares? Well, they know the game. They oh, are in. listen to it. Oh my goodness gracious, man. <laughs> am I not? Am I not right, right, Avalon? They know what they're getting into. They know how it works. Right? You perform. You wow. You stay. You don't, don't perform. You go. Right. A little bit of sympathy. Uh-huh. A little bit of. You know, oh, oh, hang on! I don't think yeah. I'm getting any Being sympathy a human from Avalon. And, no, no, I was having for the riders, and you don't deserve any sympathy. Oh my goodness! Uh, it wouldn't be nice being Paula Spargo at the moment. Wow. Okay. No, well, and I definitely feel for Jack Miller as well. Yeah. So yeah. many rumours about him losing his factory to KDC, but it must be distracting, or at least frustrating. Has to be. Especially if Jorge Martin keeps falling off. Oh, that that other voice, by the way, is Ronan Murphy. Ev, just wanted just to just say, say hi, say hi, Avalon. Hi, Avalon. Hi, sharing your expertise on that too. <laughs> yes, yeah, name's Ronan. All right, Ev, thanks, man. Appreciate the time, pal. Yeah, thanks heaps. Take care. Thanks, guys. Have a good evening. Yeah, we will. It's almost over, thank goodness. It's eight forty-four. This is Rep Here Race Control. Well, why was I wasn't being unkind? You, you absolutely do not give me that. Do not try and backtrack. Hey, Sanjay. Hey, Sanjay, say something. Back me up here, Sanjay. Oh, he's going. Okay, pardon. He, he wants to stay out. Oh, all right, all right. Oh, Eight forty-four. Play the ad. Eight forty-nine. This is Repco Race Control. Repco celebrating one hundred years this year. One hundred. One hundred. That's correct. That's, that's, that's made a very good TV ad too. You're worth checking out. Oh, oh, wow. Okay, that's mm. very cool. You'll mm. be at the... A lot of history. A lot well, of history. Yeah. Well, 100 years is a long time. It's but the things they've done and they've been involved in and stuff, it's a, it's a pretty good story. When you, when you sit back and think about it, right, mm. imagine what... 1922, how much has changed in 100 years in the world of the a moment? A tad. But 1922, what were they driving then in 1922? What's Some pretty awesome cool cars. Packards. Yeah. Hey, speaking of Bentleys, cool cars... big engines. Hey, mm. speaking of cool cars, you know we've been waiting on the... Charger, 
charger. Is it a charger? You're yeah, the, 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 the charger, the, right? Yeah, so we've been, we've been waiting on the charger, this, mm. the build. Where the heck is the car? Do we know yet? <sighs> is it is it is it anywhere close? Do we know? Because it's very close to where we're sitting. <gasps> no. Well, our studio is very close to the ports of Auckland. Ports of Auckland. You are kidding me. I'm not. You tell your baby. Your baby has arrived. The good man. My, my good man Phil Gibbs from GT Logistics. Little yeah. plug there for them. Yeah, nice uh, plug. Good phone there. today to say that um, <gasps> yes, it's the charge is here. It's on the port. Oh my god! I'm I, I'm quivering. Look, I'm quivering. I've been doing a lot of other things today. When you I mean, when you that's a, hey, hang on a minute. I spoke to you maybe two weeks ago. You said oh, it's a mile away. Mm. Is this early? Mm. It is early. Oh, Ronan, are you excited about shipping the charger? Is, shipping is a bit of a uh, bit of an issue right now. And oh, you um, think supply yes, chains? Uh, supply supplies chains. didn't go around the world first before it came here. It was supposed to, <laughs> mm. but the boat somehow actually was came direct to New Zealand, and we've managed to managed to oh my to gosh. pluck it. I am so excited because I was the one that mm. gave you so much beans about a yellow car, and then you showed me the pictures, and I went, "Hey, you always t- you always turn it into something about you, don't you?" Mm. No. No! Whoa! Whoa! Backing the truck up because I saw anyway. the car; and it was beautiful. Yeah, it's like so. Just for those that don't know, because we're obviously going to sh- show it on Sky Speed because you're going to make us show it on Sky Speed, and we should. What is the car? It is a 1969 Dodge Charger. Looks like a 1969 Dodge Charger, but underneath it is completely bespoke, right? Yeah, it's uh, by my uh, my bestie friends um, Mike and Jim Ring from Ring Brothers. In a little town called Spring Green, Wisconsin. Oh, there it goes again, the accent. Okay. Yeah. But the one of the coolest things that, that I've said now, when we show people, right, and you've shown me pictures, mm. the dashboard is so cool. It's like this tiny dashboard. It's digital. Di- I, I know. Oh, okay. But what but who was whose idea was that dashboard? My idea. That design was your idea? Mm. Did you have I mean, how long this has been what, a four year build? Three. Okay. When did you come up with the idea of, you know, going totally bespoke and then did you go to bed at night saying, actually, I think I should do this with it. I'll send them off a picture. No, I had some ideas, but it needed to be, it needed to be, um, uh, you know, drawn and and put into renders and bits and pieces. So yeah. it was a lot of, lot of discussions and talk and then some very, very clever people. Uh, Gary Ragel was one, and there's also a very uh, clever man here, actually, uh, from way, way, way about 12 years ago. Mm. Um, um, oh, my goodness. Uh, it's terrible. I can't remember his name. But um, anyway. Uh, Gary as well. Was it Gary as well? It was too. Both Garys. That's why I couldn't remember it. Um, did some <laughs> renders way, way back when too, and and very clever people that have um, helped turn my – Brain dream, ideas, the dream. And, no, no, my ideas, and, and and actually put it into into pictures, and then um, which creates the template for the uh, the amazing people at Ring Brothers to put it into reality. I know you're fussy, right? Because Ronan says you're fussy, I right? Am. And but the one thing I remember you saying to me was, if the if the interior is not right, it is not hopping on that boat. So when did you? Because you can't actually, be, you know, be tactile and touch the interior and see it. What? How did you sign well, off on the interior? Well, a lot of trust. A lot of trust in the in the rings because I, um, you know, they know what they're doing. They they that's what that's their job is to build bespoke cars yeah. for customers, 
And I saw, I've seen a lot of their other interiors. I've seen the stuff that has been done in other builds and I've actually touched and felt some of their interiors mm. and other things. And I've seen the quality and how it's done and and the materials and that kind of stuff. And I met the guy, Ronan and I actually met met um, the guy that did do, does all their interiors, Steve. And, um, you know, I just I just knew that once we saw the, the drawings and the design of it, that they would use all the right stuff to make it happen. You just, I just, you know, I know, just absolutely know. So what is the donkey in it? Uh, it's a Hellcat, Hellcat, out of a, out of a Dodge Hell, uh, you know, like a uh, Challenger. And so what's that going to produce horses-wise? Well, it's bog, it's just a crate engine straight, straight out of the box from, um, from Dodge. It's uh, 707 horsepowers. Is it ever going to see a wet road? No. How often will you drive it? As often as I can when it's a nice day. Are you worried about the the condition of New Zealand roads yes. that it might chip? Yes, so I'm not going to be, um, you know, it'll go on a trailer to go long distances. <laughs> will you ever give it a decent squirt on a track? Bloody oath. No, no, not on a track, no. no. Well, yes, I will, because I won't be giving it a decent squirt on, our New Ze- on public roads. No, that's right, so I'll have to do something at some stage. But, you know, it's not a race car. It's just a, it's, it's know, not for driving fast. How bloody excited are you? Yeah, pretty excited. Yeah, yeah. yeah a little bit tell. more excited than racing, going to Bathurst right now, to be honest. Uh, uh, you've seen it, Ronan, right? Are you excited about the car? Yeah, yeah, it'll be cool, you know, being able to rock up to parties and stuff. <laughs> and when, uh, he's he's curled up in a ball asleep at 9 Dad o'clock at night. Dad's going to take the charger. Like hell, Phil. Do, do some rahis in the middle of the night. <laughs> Have a lot roundabout, seen, watch out. Ferris Bueller's day off, eh? <laughs> so I'm going to know. Oh, there's going to be so many booby traps on that car. Yeah. Oh, that is brilliant. That is absolute. I am genuinely excited. Oh, man, that is so, it's just so close. It's within touching distance. You're not going to sleep tonight. You're going to want to go and stroke the container. Hey, that'd be that'd be so much fun. All right, we're done, actually. We're done. Ronan, thanks so much for coming in and being a good sport. The, well, we'll give the thing away next week. Don't worry about it. We'll worry about the beer pong table next oh, week. Oh, let's just give it to old mate. Oh, okay, trophy, trophy, trophy. <laughs> we did the draw. We did the draw, trophy. When you weren't looking, you win yeah. the beer pong table. All right, trophy. Yeah. It is yours. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Ronan did the draw. Shuffled all those millions of entries around. It's yours, trophy. All right, we'll see you next week. You two. Best of luck in the three hour on Sunday at Puko Park Raceway. Crowds are allowed. Get out there and have some fun. Murph and Murph, be safe. Peace out. Peace out. Good evening, Stephen. Oh, shit, this creepers. Thanks, Sanjay.